Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As an introduction, <clears throat> on the 27th of December last year, the Lord reminded me of something that he shared with me in 2016 during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. That was on the 14th of February, 2016. I'm going to read it for you because he reminded it to me that that time has come. Amen. It was a special moment and the Lord just revealed this word to me. And I shared it with some of you. But now we're going to see the manifestation of that word even more so this year. Amen. For those who are on the right path, it's, it's called the end time mighty wind of revival. End time mighty wind of revival. For those who are on the right path and right direction, this wind will propel them to great heights. With the wind on their back, they will achieve things quicker. Many will be blown into the kingdom for the mighty harvest. So it will be the harvest where you just see the Lord is just blowing people in. But for those who are going in the opposite direction to the Lord's way, they will be blown off. For those who are pretending to be in the Lord's way but misleading people, they will be blown flat. <clears throat> for those who are pretending to be in the Lord's way but misleading people, they will be blown flat. Those of you who are serving the Lord faithfully will no longer spend time trying to oppose those with false doctrines because my spirit will blow them off. Amen. 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 So these words encouraged me a lot. And now when the Lord reminded me of this, <coughs> he tied this with the theme for this year. Can we go to the book of John 4.35? And I just want to encourage you to anticipate. Amen. Encouraging you to anticipate, encouraging you to expect. Even people of this world, they know when it's a new year, they've got New Year's resolutions. So it's a, it's a time to refocus. Amen. And I think toward the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I shared with some of you about the zeal of the Lord that should consume you. Where you should be on fire for the Lord. Where you should be passionate about the kingdom. John 4.35 will do it in the New King James. Don't you say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Amen. He says, don't say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. And he says, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest. So for me, I pick several things there. One, I pick the issue of a season. Amen. Don't you say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. So there is a harvest season. But he says you need to look up your eyes and look at the fields. You lift up your eyes. 
So some people do not expect. Their eyes are looking down. Can you ask your neighbor, are you expectant? So Jesus says, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. So I want you to have that spirit of anticipation, looking at the harvest that's ahead of you. When the Lord says, then comes the harvest, it means harvest time will come. Amen? And some of you have been laboring and toiling for years. Some of you even planting into the kingdom. But you haven't seen the kind of harvest that you would say, indeed, I've harvested what I was planting. And sometimes you find, even with our outreaches, we would have outreaches. And then you say, but the harvest is not equivalent to the effort that we put in. So the Lord says, this is the year of harvesting. Amen. Amen. So, what we need to do, we need to lift up our eyes and look at what is ahead of us. Amen. Go to the book of First Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32. And I want you to look at this tribe, the tribe of Issachar. They understood the times. So, in other words, when is the time? It's almost, tell your neighbor, when it's my time, time. nothing can stop me. me. Yes. You see, the issue of time is very important. So, when the Lord has destined a certain time for you, destined a certain time for us, nothing will stop us. And where you were supposed to, that's why I like this mighty wind of, of great revival in this end time. That that wind would propel us to reach our goals quicker. Amen. It's only unfortunate to those that are going in the opposite direction to the Lord's ways. Because whereas the wind will be propelling others to go better and quicker because they are flowing in the same direction of the wind. But if you are going against the purposes of God... Lord says, we shouldn't worry about you. He will deal with that. Amen. And it's encouraging to know that then we can focus on our assignment. Because do you know that sometimes we spend a lot of time focusing on other things instead of focusing at the assignment at hand. May it be the Lord's battle. Amen. First Chronicles 12.32 NIV we're going to read about this tribe, the tribe of Issachar. And I believe among us there should be those of the tribe of Issachar who understand times. Because if you do not understand time, it will be your time and you will miss it. Okay? The importance of understanding time and a season. From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Okay, so you don't only understand the time, you need to understand the time and know what should be done at that time. So if this is the year of plentiful harvest, then you need to understand the season, the time, and what should be done in that time. As the Lord is bringing more souls into the kingdom, we need to gear ourselves up for 
taking care of the harvest. Amen. And those of you who've been planting your seeds, even financially, you need to be prepared to harvest. Amen. And those of you, of course, who haven't been planting, you need to start planting. But it's unfortunate that also those who were planting wrong seeds, this is the time of harvest. So you rather pray for the Lord's mercy and get a crop failure. Amen. Isn't it that we reap what we sow? So if we have to harvest, you should be harvesting what you have planted. But some of us, any good harvest, because some people plant and they do not claim their harvest. So if it's a good harvest, some of us will harvest it on your behalf if you are seated. Amen. So I want you to do like Jesus says, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. Have that vision of looking forward. That as I start this year, this is how I see my field. Amen. I've got my vision for what I want to see for the church. I believe you, have, you need to have your vision for what you want to see in your life. But it should be linked to this great harvest that the Lord has prepared for us. Amen. So the children of Isaacar, they were men who understood times. And they knew what Israel should do. So ask your neighbor, do you know what to do in this year of plentiful harvest? We go to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 2 in the NIV. Luke 10:2 in NIV. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Amen. So, what does this statement mean? This statement means the problem is not with the harvest. Tell your neighbor the harvest is plentiful. The problem is that we've got too few laborers. So ask your neighbor, can you be counted in as one of the laborers? Amen. I want to be counted in. Amen. He says the harvest truly is plentiful. But there has to be a time of harvest. So when it's time, it's time. Amen. Amen. That's why some of us are very expectant and very excited. Especially those of you who are sowers. And you say harvest time. Harvest time. Amen. Amen. Even more so the harvesting, the great harvesting of souls. Amen. Where you just feel this is not man's doing. It's a season. Amen. And let's gear up for the season. Amen. As 2019 will be our year of plentiful harvest. Amen. And it's not very far from where we were last year. So some of our slogans will not go advancing the kingdom, enlarging its territories. Our territories will continue to be enlarged as his kingdom advances. As the mighty harvest 
is coming into the kingdom. Also harvest in our lives. Amen. And those that have been misbehaving, repent quick before harvest. Amen. Because if you go to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 7 to 10, we are going to do it in the New King James, Galatians 6, 7 to 10. We'll do it in King James and in the Passion Translation. Galatians 6, 7 to 10, New King James, and then in the Passion, Galatians 6, 6 to 10. Let him, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Okay. He says you cannot mock God. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. Whatever. Whatever means whatever. So, when is the year of plentiful harvest? Whatever you sow or whatever you've been sowing and whatever you will continue to sow, that's what you will reap. Amen? Amen. And those who don't sow don't have to reap anything. Amen? Amen? But then, as this scripture continues, you will see that even when you sow in the flesh and you sow bad things, you also need to reap corruption. Continue reading it. <clears throat> For he who sows to, to his flesh will also of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Okay. Let us not grow weary while doing good. So this statement is saying, some of you, you've been very meticulous in your giving and don't give up. Okay. Don't grow weary. Sometimes you find you're doing good, you're doing all your praying, all your giving. Sometimes you get discouraged. So he says, don't be weary in doing good. Why? For in due season. Okay, there is due season. Tell your neighbor there is something called due season. There is something called due season. Amen. Because sometimes we get discouraged when you are doing things. He said in the other scripture we read in John. He said, don't you say there's still four months and then the harvest. It means there is a season. Okay? So he says in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Okay. In due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So tell your neighbor it is due season. It is my time of harvest. Time of Amen. Amen. And when it's due season, like I said to you when we started, you cannot be stopped. Because it's, 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 it's a season. Amen. But we need to be wise like the tribe of Issachar to understand the times and know what to do. Amen. Amen. It's season. Continue. Therefore, as we have opportunity let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So when it's season, 
We should also look for the opportunity. Amen. So when an opportunity comes, grab the opportunity. Because he says, when we have an opportunity, let us keep on doing good. So that when it's season to harvest, we will be counted in. Amen. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. Let's do it in the Passion Translation. And those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. Make no mistake about it. Okay. Make no mistake about it. So he's going to tell you something. You mustn't make any mistake about it. Mm -hmm. God will never be mocked. Mm. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Okay, repeat that. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Ask your neighbor, did you hear that? So maybe in case your neighbor didn't hear it, repeat it. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Okay. For this one, do you know that there are some people who plant time and expect to harvest money? What I know in the book of Genesis, it says every seed produces after its own kind. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You get that? After its own kind. That's why if you sow in the flesh, you reap corruption after its own kind. Amen. So repeat that. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Mm -hmm. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. Okay. So when you are harvesting, we'll know what you had planted. Continue. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. So this person is also harvesting, but they are harvesting in the negative. Mm -hmm. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds, for the seasons of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Oh, mm. repeat that. Because it seems there is a season that's coming. Tell your neighbor, listen closely, there is a season that's coming now. So encourage us again, don't allow yourselves to be. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the seasons of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Amen. I like it when the Lord encourages us that we must not get weary. So, those of you who have been planting, be encouraged more and more. And keep on planting. Amen. For it is time. Due season. Time. Amen. Some of you might be saying, 2018 hasn't been a good year for me. 
And I tell you, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So it's time of joy. Amen. Change that spirit of heaviness for the spirit of gladness. Amen. Everlasting joy should be your portion. Amen. Change the season. Let the season change and favor you. As the Lord says, lift up your eyes and see how ready the harvest is. Okay, now, let me link, we'll, when I get time to share with each of you in your different branches, we'll take this further. But I just need to link this to what we'll also be focusing on this year, our building project. Because I see this verse 9, just repeat that uh, verse 10 about the opportunity. Take advantage of every opportunity. So you need to take advantage of the opportunity. Tell your neighbor you need to take advantage of the opportunity. So while I will still get time and elaborate further on our theme for the year, but I just want to share with you a bit about this opportunity. Because now we also have an opportunity to give. Just want to officially then say to all of you, you know we've been long waiting for the land to build the Lord's house. Amen. So we found the land and we've signed everything and we paid 2.4 million cash for it. Amen. So, once we have the land, then we need to do something with the land. Amen. So, what an opportunity. Amen. Obviously, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have a land of 2,4 million and build. It doesn't fit. Amen. So it means we've got a great opportunity. Tell your neighbor we've got a great opportunity. We are trusting God. And when it's season, the good thing with season is you don't struggle. Amen. When it's season, you do not struggle. Tell your neighbor when it's season, you do not struggle. I like it when the Lord says in the book of Zechariah, we like Zechariah 4, 6, which says not by power nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. But if you read it from the beginning, it talks about what Zechariah saw. He said, I saw, he was asked, what what do you see? He said, I saw a lampstand with seven lamps. But I also saw two olive trees and a bowl where the olive trees were dripping the oil into the bowl. And the seven lamps, they had connection to the bowl. Now, 
I think I shared with you some of you already, especially those of us from rural area, we understand if you want to have the fire on your lampsticks, you must have the oil, isn't it? So, whatever you see as a fruit or as a result, it depends on the source, the oil. So, like I said, when we grew up, some of us, we used to use the these lamps. Not those ones. When your fire is going down, you, don't, you can't do anything about the fire if you don't attend to the oil. Okay? So that is applicable to our own individual lives, acknowledging the work of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. But it's also applicable to when we need to do something for the Lord. That's why then after Zechariah saw that, then the Lord says to him, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit. In other words, when you see what is happening there, remember there is something behind that. Amen. Because sometimes we, as people we struggle a lot because we want to make it by power or by might. So it means as this is our year of plentiful harvest, we need to rest upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Depend upon the Lord. So even as we embark on our building project, we are going to depend upon the Lord. Amen. Amen. The very Lord who has given us victory thus far is still going to give us victory going forward. Amen. 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 So it means even in our own lives, look at what God has been has done to you. Amen. And look forward. I told you that some of you may be saying, my last year was not really a good year. So Jesus says, don't you say it's four months and then harvest is coming. So can you, can, can you anticipate good harvest, plentiful harvest? Because when it's time, it's time. I remember one time, King Pharaoh had a dream and then Joseph interpreted it and said there will be seven years of plenty. Seven years of plentiful harvest. So it means at that time you see that something supernatural this harvest is not a natural harvest. It's season. Amen. So may 2019 be your year like that. Amen. That if you were a farmer, you, are going, you were going to say, I will get a bumper crop this year. Amen. Amen. Lift up your eyes and see that the harvest is ready. But like the children of Issachar, we know what to do at a particular point in time. Let's go to the book of Haggai. Haggai chapter 1, verse 1 to 8. And then 12 to 14, we'll do it in the King James. I said, like I said, that I've already shared the theme for you. And I'm linking this with the project that is ahead of us. Amen. Because it was not a struggle. You see, this time, I actually felt good. Imagine... 
having to to transfer millions to buy the land it it feels good amen whereas the banks were going to say we don't give church money then it's good that your god must give you money amen and that should encourage us to say not by power nor by might but by the spirit of the lord and when it's a season we cannot be stopped amen when it's a season we cannot be stopped now look at these people they thought it was not yet time hegai chapter 1 verse 1 to 8 and then 12 to 14 king james in the second year of king darius in the sixth month on the first day of the month now you can see that bible is very meticulous there is a season amen is not at any time but at an appointed time can you tell your neighbor it's not at any time but at an appointed time you remember the bible says at the fullness of time god sent forth his son born of a woman Amen. At an appointed time. So when 2019 is our year of plentiful harvest, it's time. And when it is time, we expect great things. Like I said to you, that prophecy that the Lord gave me in 2016, we'll see most of the fulfillment of it this year. Amen. Let's allow this mighty wind that the lord is bringing to propel us to our destiny amen? amen and let us not go contrary to the lord's move because you cannot go against god and succeed it's just a matter of time before we see you flat on your face amen, amen. so let's hear hegai the word of the lord came by hegai the prophet to Zerubbabel the son of Shethel governor so this is the same Zerubbabel that we hear in Zechariah remember the one that i told you not by power nor by might is the same Zerubbabel now he is getting a word from Haggai in Zechariah he got a word from Zechariah now he's getting a word from Haggai okay Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel the son of Shethel governor of Judah and to Joshua the son of Jehozadak the high priest saying thus speaks the lord of hosts saying this people says the time has not come the time that the lord's house should be built okay what were those people saying the time has not come the time to build the lord's house has not come what do we say The time has come. Amen. What do we say? The time has come. Amen. Those people were saying the time has not yet come. The time to build the Lord's house. We are saying the time has come. Amen. Amen. Mhm. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Okay. 
So this is actually what the Lord was asking them. You know when you say it's not yet the time to build the Lord's house. He says, okay, you say it's not yet the, Lord's, the time to build the Lord's house. But it's time for you to dwell in good houses. Uh-huh. Because each of us, some of us have got good houses, isn't it? Huh? What about the Lord's house? Amen. Sometimes you need to think, if I as an individual can have a house like this, how much more the Lord's house? Amen. Amen. Because it is the house of the Lord, not a house of men. Amen. So if we as individuals can have, he says, you've got paneled houses. Okay? Some of us have got mansions. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to know when it's time to build the Lord's house. Let the glory of the Lord's house supersede our houses. Amen. 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 Because that's all of us getting there. Amen. Amen. Because if you as an individual can do something magnificent and we look at it and we say beautiful, beautiful. How much more the Lord's house? Amen. 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 Yes. These people were saying it's not yet time to build the Lord's house and the Lord says but is it then time for you to dwell in your own paneled houses? Mansions. Continue. Now, therefore, that says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. So when he says consider your ways, he says think about this carefully. So let's reflect and think about it carefully. Mm-hmm. You have sown much and bring in little. Mm. You eat but you do not have enough. Mm. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. Mm. You clothe yourselves, but not one is warm. Mm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. You see, when you try to do things on your own and disregarding the kingdom, you are going to be like a person earning wages into a bag with Holes. So what happens when you earn into a bag with holes? You always remain with nothing. Amen. Amen. There are some people who think they can do well without the Lord. Okay? He says, when you earn, it's like you are earning wages into bags with holes. You are bringing in too little. You try to clothe yourself and you don't feel warm. You cannot be satisfied because you are ignoring the work of the Lord. This is what he was challenging them on. Continue. That says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Mm. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple. Amen. Amen. Mm. I like it. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm ready to bring the wood. Actually, Elder Malika likes calling it the timber. Can we say we are ready to bring in the timber? Amen. Amen. Consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Amen. So the Lord says, when you build my temple, I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified. Amen. 
So it means even as we are anticipating, as we are looking forward, let's be thinking about something that the Lord will be glorified in. And may the Lord take pleasure in his temple. Amen. May the Lord take pleasure in his temple. And we are all going to get involved. And we like it. We thank God <coughs> that it is time. It is due season. And when the Lord, the good thing with harvest is that the Lord is not more concerned only about himself. He says, if you seek first the kingdom, if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these other things that the Gentiles are chasing after will be added unto you. Amen? Amen. I like that equation. I don't like the one where I chase after things. I like the one where things chase after me. Ask your neighbor, do you chase for wealth or does wealth chase you? I think I like it when goodness and mercy follows me. When I take a turn, goodness and mercy takes a turn. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, I think I told some of you this. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says, if you obey, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and obey all these instructions that I'm giving you today, all these blessings shall come upon you and in other words, if you are not fast enough, they will not only follow you, they will even overtake you. Amen. Amen. So that is plenty. Amen. Amen. Can we start having the mentality of God? Amen. 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 The mentality of plenty. Because some of you, as we're talking about building the Lord's house, you're starting to think, ah, giving. What mentality do you have? Huh? That's a grasshopper mentality. You know the 12 spies? You remember the Lord said to them, you are going to possess this land. Okay? And when the 12 spies were sent, 10 went there, they looked at it, but they looked at the giants. They looked at all the obstacles. And they said, we are not able. We actually saw the giants there, the sons of Anak. And we behold, we, we, we could see that we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. And so were we in our eyes. They were like giants and we were like grasshoppers. What did Caleb and Joshua say? We are well able. The Lord is with us. Let us go. They will be like bread for us. Amen. Amen. Do I have some Caleb's and Joshua's here? Amen. Amen. I want the Caleb's and the Joshua's. That when we say it's time, it's time. Amen. Amen. The Lord doesn't have to go with those that are unwilling. Amen. Because he wants you to be a determined soul. You remember the Gideon selection? Huh? You remember the many soldiers that were supposed to go for war? And the Lord said, these people are too many. Because after they have won, they will think that they won because of their strength. 
We need to limit the number. So that when it is done, you know it is the Lord. Amen. So, but then how did they limit the number? They said, let's go to the river. Take them to the river. Firstly, he started by saying, any of you who is afraid, go back home. That was the first selection. Whereas some of you think that we need many people to do something, a certain task, you need willing people to do a certain task. Amen. Amen. He said, those of you who are afraid, go back home. And then a certain number went back. The Lord said, you're still too many. Now, because all of you, you are saying we are bold and we want to go for this, now we will select from the heart. Take them to the, to the river. Now, I, the Lord, will make a selection. Any of them, when they are drinking the water, if they do it this way, put them one side. If they do it that way, you put them one side. Then, a lot of them. Because the, after the first selection, 22,000 were left. I don't know the original number. It seems it was something like 30,000. A big number. After the first election, about 22,000 were left. And now, with this last election, only 300 were left. And the Lord said, we're going to work with the 300. Amen. 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 So, as we are sharing this, if you say, ish, and you are afraid, we will just be praying for you. And as you see the Lord working, you will join us because you will still be here with us anyway. So we're not sending you home. (laughs) But we are allowing you to observe how the Lord does it. Amen. He says, consider your ways. Go to verse 14. Because this is what the Lord is going to do. Actually, I remember I told some of you, those of you who were with us for years, I might have said this about seven to ten years ago. I said, the house of the Lord that we are going to build will be in millions. I said that at that time. But I said, so that you mustn't be scared, don't think about it now, because it's not your time. Because if you think about it at the wrong time, you will be discouraged. But when it's time, and you say, but if the Lord has given us victory, even to be able to pay 2,4 million cash, then your spirit starts getting, saying, no, it's possible. Amen. Amen. You start getting encouraged to say, oh, actually, this is possible. This is doable. Because we are depending upon the Lord. Not by power, nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. So we want to keep on seeing those lampstands giving the, 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 the required light because they are connected to the power and the oil is keeping on flowing. Amen. Amen. We depend upon the spirit of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, not by power, nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. Okay, read 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shaitan, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Okay. How did the Lord do it? He stirred the spirits of people. I, I want to work with people whose spirits are stirred by the Lord. 
Because when it is the Lord stirring you, you don't need anybody to push you. Then you will not be giving grudgingly or of necessity or sorrowfully. Because you are stayed. Amen. That, that fire about the passion of the Lord in your heart should also stay you to this good task. Now this issue of stirring, go to Second Chronicles 36. We do it in King, New King James. Second Chronicles 36, 22 and 23. And Ezra 1, 1 to 4. New King James. Second Chronicles 36, 22 to 23. And Ezra 1, 1 to 4. Now, you will see that these two portions of scriptures are a direct mirroring of each other. Actually, Second Chronicles end. So the last, should I say, maybe about eight sentences of Second Chronicles are repeated exactly the same when you move now to Ezra. Exactly the same, word for word. So Second Chronicles is the last two verses, they are reflect, re repeated on the next page in Ezra 1, 1 to 4. New King James. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, okay, King... Again, you see this thing of a season. Huh? Tell your neighbor, do you see the thing of a season here? Why would the Bible say, now, in the first year, so it means it's a particular appointed time. Amen. At a particular appointed time. So also when it's your particularly appointed time, you cannot be stopped. When is the particularly appointed time for us to build the Lord's house, we cannot be stopped. It is time. So on that year, now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. Okay. So, what the Lord does is that he gives his word through his servants long before something happens. Okay? I told you many things that the Lord told me before you see them. Okay? He says, in the first year of, Dyrus, of, of, of king Cyrus, king of Persia, so that the word of the Lord, which was spoken by Jeremiah, might be fulfilled. So there was already a word given. Okay? Now for this to happen, it wasn't up to Jeremiah to try and do it by power or by might. Jeremiah just speaks what God has said. Amen. Amen. And that is what we do as servants of the Lord. We speak what the Lord has said. And, the, and the, how he will do it, that's his business. And I, like my, I love my God. You remember the story I told some of you that the Lord doesn't have a problem with how to provide. And I told you there was one time when Jesus and Peter needed money for tax. You remember that miracle? When Jesus anticipated that Peter is coming and he knew that he's coming for the tax money. We don't have that money with us here but the Lord has it. He said, Peter, go to the sea. Throw in your hook and the first fish that you catch will have the money for tax. Both for you and for me. By the way, you only get taxed when you make money. 
remind your neighbor, you only text when you get money. When, when you make money. Yeah, those of you who think that if you, to serve the Lord you need to be poor. Not necessarily. If you choose to be poor and still be a Christian, that's fine. But we want wealth and still be a Christian and we'll still go to the same heaven with you. Amen. Amen. So you can choose which one you want because either poverty or riches, none of those two will get you into the kingdom. But if he gives me a salvation package that includes divine health, that includes prosperity, that includes protection, and he still gives me eternal life, I take that package. Amen. 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 So, now, I said to some of you, because sometimes, you see, you know where we fail usually as human beings. We want to think, how will it happen? So, if I was Peter, and this is how... our Lord, our God, he's, he's, he's a good God. He takes you to where you think you are skilled and he shows you the foolishness of your skills. Amen? Why was it Peter? Why was it not somebody who was not a fisherman? Now, he takes Peter and Peter has been a fisherman the rest of his life. Do you think there was one day when Peter caught a fish and the fish had money? No. The way Peter used to do it is he would catch a lot of fish, sell them and get the money. Now Jesus says, go to the sea and throw in the hook and the first fish you catch will have the money in his mouth. And now you are Peter saying, say, this is my specialty. I'm a specialist fisherman. We don't get money in the mouth of a fish. We catch a lot of fish We sell them and we get the money. But you know what Jesus, how Jesus does these things. I I love the Lord. He confounds the wisdom of the wise. That's why if you try to reason the kingdom, you are going to miss out. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, when he goes down, before he comes to come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden. Few verses before that, he says, I thank you Lord that you have actually revealed this truth to the simple and you've hidden it to the wise. So that's why most of the people who think they are wise, they miss the kingdom. Okay? So Peter, I don't know how he handled it, but he he ultimately went to the sea. Throw. And like I say, some of us, our minds will be saying, what if the fish that that has the money is not the first one to take? You know what we trouble ourselves with? We trouble ourselves with what should be God's concerns and we make it ours. Peter, your role is to go and the first fish you catch will have the money. How the money comes into the first fish, that's not your problem, Peter. Okay? Because when you throw, then you're thinking, what if the fish that doesn't have the money is the one that... You know, that's, that's people's problems. Whose problem is it? It's not your problem. You catch the first fish will have the money. So if the fish that comes doesn't have the money, the the Lord will create the money in the mouth of that fish. You will have the money. Amen. Amen. So that should encourage us to say when you are working with the Lord, believe him. Trust him. So he says, continue. He says, so that what the mouth of the Lord has said through Jeremiah might be fulfilled. God had to do his part. What did God do? 
the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. So this stirring of the spirits, the Lord stirs up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Cyrus was not even of the nation of the Lord. So I'm believing that as we are going to build the Lord's house, there will be some Cyruses that will get involved. Amen. 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 The Lord who stirs the hearts of kings and Cyruses to be involved, let them also be involved in our projects. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. So that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and and also put it in writing saying, Thus says Cyrus king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem which is in Judah. So he commanded Cyrus to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem which is in Judah. And Cyrus was the king of Persia. Not by power nor by might but by the spirit of the Lord. So the Lord who stirs the hearts of people is stirring our hearts. Is stirring our hearts. And we are going to do this by faith. So if in, if in your heart you say, my heart is stirred up, but I don't see how the money will come in and that. Do it by faith. Trust God. And God will give you the seed. It says, he who provides seed to the sower and bread for food will also multiply your seed so and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Continue. Who is among you of all his people? Okay, now, Cyrus being not a child of God, but he's asking, who among you, who are his people? Can we say we are his people? people. Now, the question that Cyrus is asking them, I'm going to ask you. Why did Cyrus ask them? Who among you are his people? Uh-huh. May the Lord his God be with him uh-huh. and let him go up. Uh-huh. Oh, then go to Ezra. Could you now, just continue? Then you will repeat again and then take it further. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. So, by the way, if you're reading in your Bible, just proceed. Ezra comes just after that and he repeats again the two, cent, two uh, verses that were spoken in sec, Second Chronicles are repeated now in Ezra. So he's repeating it, but he adds. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says King Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord of the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Mm. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the freewill offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. 
I want you to look at this. He says, who of his people are willing to go and build the Lord's house? And those of you who are remaining, you are also going to contribute. But he says, this is beside your free will offering. Okay? I want you to understand these things. Okay? As we are going to build the Lord's house. Okay, your tithes and your offerings, we still do that. But we also commit ourselves to the building fund. And we say, Lord, the passion, the zeal of your house has consumed us. And we want to build your house so that your name may be glorified. The good thing with the Lord is that anything he asks you to do is for your advantage. You remember Genesis 12, verse 1. Let's do it in the, in the Amplified. Genesis 12, verse 1. The last time I saw it, it was in Genesis 12, 1. I believe it's still there. In the Amplified. Now, in Haran, the Lord said to Abraham, Go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country. Okay, so when the Lord said to Abraham, he was supposed to obey the Lord for whose advantage? For whose advantage? Okay, repeat for them. They don't have the amplifier. Now, in Haran, the Lord said to Abraham, go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. Amen. So when the Lord wants you to do something, it is for your advantage. The Lord will never disadvantage you. Because he can do anything without you, but you can't do anything without you. Amen? So you rather just tune yourself in with his plan and his purpose. So as we wind down for today, I want us to go to the book of First Chronicles. First Chronicles 29, 2-10 in the New King James. So, for our theme, 2019, the year of plentiful harvest, the Lord says, lift up your eyes. Keep on expecting. Amen? He says, you guys say it's four months and now harvest time. I say, the time is now. Amen? So, as it is time, keep on lifting up your eyes. Many people are looking down. Okay? When you look down, you have no vision. Amen. Do you know that people with vision, they will tell you something that is still to come now. And they will work, walk in their conviction now. Amen. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm lifting up my eyes. What is it that you are looking? What is it that you are seeing for your 2019? What is it that you are seeing? Amen. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Don't allow the devil <coughs> to paint a bleak picture of 2019 for you. Amen. Amen. The Lord is your God. He's on your side. Amen. May he give you victory. May he give you the desire of your heart. Amen. Amen. First Chronicles 29, 2-10. New King James. Now, for the house of my God. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk like David. 
because it has been my, <coughs> I think you know, I've told most of you that we are going to build the Lord's house many years ago. So the Bible says, so that the word that was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet must be fulfilled. The Lord stirred the hearts, okay, of people now to start saying, it's time, let's, let's do the Lord's house. It's the Lord's house, the Lord's house, okay? Now, David, as a leader, he was also leading by example in this project. Amen? Even though the Lord said, David, your hands are filled with blood, even though you wanted to build a house for me, you can prepare everything, but you won't build it, your son will build it. But look at how he prepared himself and how he is calling on the whole nation to join him in building the house of the Lord. And that is the call I'm making to all of us. Starting from Sunday school. Sunday school, are you here? Sunday school, are they that side? Sunday school encourages me. Do you know that the Sunday school has been giving building fund for quite some time. Yeah. Elder Maluk, you know those envelopes that come from Sunday school. Now imagine you are somebody who works and you don't even know what a building fund is. That's not good. The Sunday school are already in it. May your spirit be stirred. Amen. Amen. It's not late yet. It is it's time now. So listen to this. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. So for the house of the Lord my God, I have prepared with all my might. Because I want the house of the Lord to be built. Mm -hmm. Gold for things to be made of gold. Silver for things of silver. Bronze for things of bronze. Iron for things of iron. Wood for things of wood. Oak stones, stones to be set. Listening stones of various colors. All kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Mm -hmm. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. I like that. He says, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of the Lord. It's the same thing. You remember when it says, the zeal of the Lord's house has consumed me. Amen. If you are passionate about the kingdom, about the house of the Lord, you are going to do it like somebody who is stirred up. Amen? Like somebody whose spirit is stirred up in this. And you're going to step out in faith and see what God will do for you in this year of plentiful harvest. It is time. So he says, moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of the Lord. I have given to the house of my God over and above all. Okay. Over and above. Okay? So it means he was already giving. So some of you, you've been faithful tithers. You've been faithful in giving your offerings. But he says, over and above. Amen. Amen. Can we all say over and above? Over and above. Again, you mustn't see it as a burden. If you are afraid, relax, we'll pray for you. But we'll be moving. Amen. We just won't send you home. Like Gideon. You say, stand by. Stand, stick around. Because some of you, I know, some of you, you get encouraged when you start seeing something happen. Amen. Some of you are stirred up by the fact that we just told you that we bought the land. Now, you're standing up. That's good. 
You still after us come ook in the crowd. Yeah. Amen. So they say the 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 ox that's behind it will also get in. Yeah, it's just delayed, but it will also get in. Amen. So we are not going to leave any ox outside. May all the oxes come. We are all going to be involved in this. Amen. 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 Now listen to this. Over and above all that I've prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold and of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for things of gold and the silver for things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Okay. So he declared what he gave. Uh, I, I, I would have wanted an opportunity to be given, to, to declare what I've given, but let me not take that. Amen. Let me do the Matthew style. That I'll do it in secret. Amen. But David here was saying, this is what I've given. Because sometimes, some of you need to know what others are doing for you to be encouraged. Amen. Because sometimes we talk about these projects that's costing this much. And now you're thinking, my five friends. You deserve to be sent home, but we won't send you home. <laughs> we will assume you are a Sunday school kid. Amen. Listen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Okay, I'm also asking that question. People, I'm ready to build the Lord's house. Amen. I'm saying who then is willing you see, this is about willingness. Your willing heart. He doesn't say, who then has something to give? He says, who then is willing? If there be first a willing heart, it is accepted according to what one has, not what he does not have. Amen? We can't expect you to go and borrow money and lend money from Machonisas and then to give to the Lord. That can't be right. Amen? The Lord provides you with the seed to plant. Amen. Amen. And he multiplies that seed so. So who then is willing? I'm asking who then is willing? Can I have the hands of those that are willing? Amen. Amen. Because we're not asking who then has it. We're saying who then is willing to be part of this, to build the Lord's house. Mm -hmm. Then the leaders of the father's houses. Okay. The, the word of God is good. It was David first. Okay, as a leader, you must start. Mm, I can't tell you this thing because actually, even the standard of your giving should even be propelled by how I'm giving. So, it means if I'm trusting God for these millions to build the Lord's house, then my example should show that I'm believing God for millions. Amen. And when I do that, then the leaders, you know, it shouldn't be enough just to be a leader by title. Man. Be a leader by deed. Amen? Yeah. Because here, after David, it says, 
the leaders of their fathers' houses, mm-hmm. leaders of the tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. the captains of thousands mm-hmm. and of hundreds, mm-hmm. with the officers of the king's work, mm-hmm. offered willingly. Amen. Now, look at how it starts. It's David and all the leaders. And what were they doing? Offering willingly. Not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. Now some of you say, oh, it, it's, it's just the leaders that will be building the Lord's house. So we are off the hook. Continue reading. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jahil the Gashonite. Okay, so all of you who have something you are going to give to the house of the Lord. Eh? And mm-hmm. then the people. Then the people rejoiced. For they had offered willingly. Because with a loyal heart, they had offered willingly to the Lord. And the, and King David also rejoiced greatly. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. So when the people saw that the leaders were also giving, they also came in and everybody was getting involved. Now go to, we are concluding it with, go to 14 to 17. The very same one, we go to 14. No, no it's First uh, Chronicles 29, 14 to 17. Yeah. But who am I and who are my people? that we should be able to offer so willingly as this. Okay, so after all the people had given, David looked at what people had given, he said, who am I and who are my people that we can offer so willingly as this? Mm -hmm. For all things come from you and of your own we have given you. Yeah, so what we expect you to give to the Lord is what he has given you first. Amen. That's why I'm saying we're not expecting you to go and borrow money to give to the Lord. Amen? He will give you the seed. And then you plant the seed. So, and you see what the Lord does for you in this plentiful, the year of plentiful harvest. Mm -hmm. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, Mm -hmm. as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. So he says, Remember, we are passing by. You know, there are some people who do things as if this world is their home. Huh? You put all your investments. Jesus says, don't lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break in and steal. Lay up your treasure in heaven. Amen. So as you as you, as, as you invest in the kingdom, it's not only for this life, but also for life to come. Amen. Because when I do it for my house, that's for me and my house and my family. But when it, I do it for the Lord's house, that's I'm investing in the eternal kingdom. And even as many souls are coming in, because when 
The Lord brings many souls. We need to have enough space for many souls. That's part of preparing for the harvest. Amen. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house. So look at what he says. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house. I like it. You look at it and you say, there is even surplus here. Amen. Amen. There is even surplus. That's another term that Elder Malika likes. I think it's an accounting term. Surplus. Can you tell your neighbor? Surplus. Hmm. It's the opposite of the word deficit. You see when <coughs> when you overdraw and and you are in the negative in your bank, you are in deficit. So, but we need surplus. And our God is an abundant God. Amen? Jehovah Jireh. The Lord my provider. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Our God is not limited to the economic situation of the country. Amen? Amen? Because some of you, you like saying, oh, the petrol price is going up, the interest rates are going up, it means we'll pack our, our cars. I won't pack mine. Mine will keep on going. Amen. They can increase the price of petrol to wherever they want. My God will continue to supply all my needs according to his wages and glory by Christ Jesus. Because we're depending on God. We are ambassadors. Amen. Can you tell your neighbor, you are seated next to an ambassador. This is an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Talk like you are one. This is an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Okay, let me tell you a secret about ambassadors. When you are an ambassador, you speak like you belong to that kingdom. So if you are an American ambassador in South Africa, you don't speak like South Africans, man. Speak like an American. Amen. You are an ambassador. So can we, when we listen to your words, can we hear that you belong to the kingdom of heaven? Or you talk like people of this world? Hmm? You complain about petrol hike like anybody else? Where is your faith? Amen. Amen. Talk like an ambassador. And when you are an ambassador, your needs are not met according to the country you are in. Your needs are met according to where you come from. Amen. 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 That's why my God shall supply all my needs. Not according to my work situation. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The very same God who can put money in the mouth of a fish is my God. Amen. Amen. And I'm lifting up my eyes. Amen. It says, oh Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your name is from your hand and is all your own. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. So in giving, God tests the motives of the heart. 
He says, as for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. Amen. Amen. May the Lord stay your hearts. As he has stayed mine. And don't be afraid. Don't be like the other group that had to be sent back home when others were going to war. Be a soldier. And be strong and courageous. Amen. Amen. Be strong and courageous. Amen. 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 Are you encouraged? Both with the theme of the year and what the Lord is going to do for us. Amen. Amen. We are trusting God. We are believing God. Amen. Amen. And when it's time, it's time. When it's season, it's season. Amen. And may the Lord fulfill his desire. May the Lord fulfill his will. Even as he has laid it in our hearts. It's not going to be by power nor by might. But by his spirit. Even in your own life. May the Lord fulfill your heart's desires this year. I'm going to give all of us about two to three minutes. We're just going to talk to the Lord about as you lift up your eyes and look at the harvest that's coming. Just rejoice in the Lord your God. And if you haven't been planting regularly, there's still time. Start planting and start expecting harvest. And I said, if you were planting wrong seed, Ask for the Lord's mercy and get a crop failure. You know that even when you have planted something, it can still die, isn't it? Yeah. So let those bad seeds not germinate, not give harvest because you don't want, you can't enjoy that. Amen? But for all the good seeds and for all the years, actually when the Lord laid this word in my heart about 2019 as the year of plentiful harvest, he was actually stressing it more on souls and then finances. Mainly those two areas. But mainly souls. And then I started thinking there were some crusades and outreach where we would go out. We labor a lot, but then we don't see much harvest. And he says it's time. Amen. All those years it's time now. Amen. As the mighty wind of the Lord's great end time revival is blowing souls into the kingdom. I'm ready. Ready to see what God is going to do. So I'm giving all of you time. Stand up and thank God for the word that you heard. And also, just lift up your eyes and tell the Lord what you are believing for God for in 2019. Even something that is beyond you. Because if you look down, you won't see it. But you lift up your eyes and say, Lord, I'm stretching my faith. Lord, I'm trusting you in 2019. As our pastor has said, this is the year of plentiful, plentiful harvest. I'm expecting great, massive, abundant harvest. Amen. Even those needs. I'm going to move away from a mediocre mentality. I'm going to move away from a grasshopper mentality. I'm going to think like, a, a, like, like an ambassador because I represent your kingdom. 
Because when you are an ambassador, even the school fees of your children are paid for by your government. Amen. Your kingdom provides for you. Your kingdom protects you. That's what an ambassador has. That's why he has given his angels charge over me. To preserve me and protect me in all my ways. So when I'm driving or I'm flying or I'm going anywhere, I don't fear of like some of you fear. Because the angel of the Lord encamps around me. I'm an ambassador. I need to be accompanied. Amen. The Bible says he has given his angels charge over you. To accompany you in all your ways. That's the heritage of ambassadors. Okay. So don't be like people of the world where you are even afraid even to drive in your car because you think it's December time now or die in an accident. Now you are an ambassador. Amen. The Lord will protect you. The good thing with the Lord's protection. You know, protection of this world is very limited. Because if somebody protects you, either with guns or whatever, how do they protect you when you are facing a car accident? Do guns shoot accidents? Huh? You will still be caught. So you can as well trust God. And say it is my God who protects me. It's the Lord my defender. You know his other name. He is called Jehovah Nisi. The Lord my banner. Or the Lord my victory. Or the Lord my defender. Amen. So I want you to stand up. Lift up your eyes. And envision what the Lord has in store for you in 2019. Start with things that are related to the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the other things will be added. So the rest you can still think, okay, and also this and this. Can we stand up and thank God for the word that we've had? Also lift up our eyes. So I'll give you about three minutes just to talk to the Lord and tell him what you are trusting him for in 2019. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you, Father. We exalt you. Thank you, my Father. I honor you for your word. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your care, that you care for us. You are mindful of us. We honor you, my Father, for this year, 2019, the year of plentiful harvest. We are going to receive and, and, and indeed have all this plenty, this plenty, this plenty, this plenty. Mighty Father, I thank you even for my book. That will be the bestseller coming out this year. Thank you, Father, even as we are getting ready to build up your house, our commitment, Lord, to the building fund and giving in your house in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. We honor you, Lord, that you are so good to us, you are mindful of us. Mighty Father, I pray that you stir the hearts of these, your people, that they may be encouraged, O oh Lord, in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We exalt your name, mighty Father. In the name of Jesus. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Surplus, surplus, surplus. Abundance, abundance, abundance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we worship you. 
Father, we honor you. In Jesus' name. Yes, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you and bless you for all these your people, all these your children, that Father, as we stay our hearts for your work. Thank you, Father, that indeed the passion, the zeal of your house has consumed us. Mighty Father, we are trusting you. We are trusting you, Lord, to give us victory, even in things pertaining to your kingdom, even as you will add, even things that pertain to our lives. In the name of Jesus, Mighty Father, as you've laid it in my heart, may 2019 indeed be the year of plenty to these, your children. May it indeed be the year of plenty, even as we see many souls coming to the kingdom. May it be a year of plenty, even as we see the Lord providing and meeting all our needs and letting us have surplus, abundance, over and above, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. Even as we are going to give right now, Lord, we are going to give, Lord, as people with the mentality of surplus, mentality of superabundance, as people who know that indeed this is the year of plentiful harvest, we are expecting massive abundance harvest. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you praise.